Welcome to the Next Level Leadership Small Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Vizanar. In this podcast, you'll learn the strategies, processes, and mindset to take you, your teams, and your organization to the next level. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ben Vizanal, and today's show is all about insurance, in particular, how to save on insurance. And to say that I learned a lot about insurance on today's show would be an understatement. Today's episode is chocked full of value. Now, this show is normally, obviously, geared towards small business owners and leaders, but even if you're not either of those, I assure you, you will want to listen to this episode and definitely take notes, because this episode could potentially save you thousands. Now, real quick... Let me tell you about today's guest, Steve Watson. Steve is North America's top health insurance insider. He is a CFO, a licensed CHRO, and a licensed benefits broker. He has helped his company enjoy over half a million dollars per year. That's right, half a million per year of benefits savings, as well as enjoy out-of-pocket costs that are 20% lower for their employees than they were nine years ago, all with the same or better benefits. Now, to be clear, Steve does not sell insurance. He considers himself a connector and an educator. And with that, let's listen in on the episode. Steve, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. I'm so glad to be here to be able to talk with you. Excellent. Well, for our listeners that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and who it is that you serve. So my background is I'm actually a, a CFO and a top HR person for a company in Arizona. We have about 500 employees in the social work space. And then also over the last few years, I've done a bunch of consulting and I've kind of fallen into the niche of helping small businesses and mid-sized businesses negotiate health benefits. So not so much as from the, the seller perspective, I don't sell insurance, but kind of bringing employers together to share ideas, and I formed a couple social media groups called Trend Breakers, and we all come together and help each other, so that's kind of who I am. Well, and you know, when I, when I, I first looked into you, who you were and, and I saw insurance on there, I was like, man, that's an evil word when we talk about small business owners yeah. and, and you know, insurance. I, they don't usually like to talk about that kind of stuff, but I, I got into a little bit about what it is you to do, and I, said, I thought to myself, this is really something that small business owners really want to hear about, and obviously they really want to talk about, because it is something that really, really affects uh, their bottom line, if they have any kind of employee or any kind of staff, um, it's, uh, it's, it can be a huge cost, right? It is. No, it's, I think the average family cost now is about $20,000 per year, which, I mean, it's the price of a car, you know, whether or not you use the system or not, which is just ridiculous. And so, yeah, I, I, what I've tried to do it is just come from the employer perspective. I've been doing this for many years, helping many companies. I actually wanted to learn so much about it. I actually went and got licensed in insurance just so I could get, peek behind the veil and it's pretty scary when you start peeking behind the veil and see all the people making money that aren't doctors that are kind of milking the system. And I don't know, but it also gave me hope and got me very optimistic about ways that businesses can save a lot of money about it. And I like to share all those different ideas. Well, let's hear. I, I know I'm excited. I'm sure our listeners are excited. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how they can do that. How they can go about using your, your, uh, your strategies. And of course, obviously, uh, they save some money. Yeah, so it depends on size. And so let's just kind of start with, like, kind of smaller employers, let's say under under 50 or under 100 employers. Like, once you – 100 employees. Once you start getting over 100, there's other strategies that we can get into. But the first thing that, that all of us need to recognize is that 
we we have it built into us that the price that the insurance price is the cheapest price that there's no that they've been able to negotiate it down and which is just not true i mean even when the aca when obamacare got passed we all thought about the big bad insurance companies and we limited them down to 20 percent saying you can't keep more than 20 percent you big bad insurance company which sounds good right and so they they kind of got turned into like these these money exchangers and they can keep 20% off the top. Well, do you want to keep 20% of a hundred million or you want to keep 20% of a hundred billion? And the reality is, is they want it bigger. They're incentivized to have it bigger. And so there's not a lot of cost. They're not trying to push costs down. And which means as a small business owner, you need to like always keep that in mind. It's not always the best cost. And so what I'm finding as, as businesses, a lot of businesses are, are going and helping their employees go more cash basis. And so they go, you know, you go talk to the doctor, pay for it in cash, and then they can reimburse their employees that way, and they can save a ton of money off of it. And there's cash-saving plans like uh, Sedera Health is one of them um, that you can look into as a small business. It's more of like this cost-saving plan. Or something like GoodRx. Have you heard of GoodRx? Uh, I don't believe I have. Yeah, so GoodRx, I think it. everybody should – so GoodRx is a, an app that's free, doesn't take any personal information. Everybody should download it on their phone, and it basically goes – it grabs all the cash prices for all the pharmacies in, in your area. So just an example, last summer I needed to get allergy drops, and so I went over to the Walgreens, I showed my insurance card, and the guy's like, well, it's kind of it's going to be kind of expensive. It was $230. I'm like, well, my eyes are red, but not that, that red, and I'm getting ready to walk out and not get the prescription. I'm like, well, I remember this app. So I open up the, the app GoodRx. So for the same prescription at the same pharmacy, if I just show them the GoodRx kind of app, it's 75 bucks. It was $150 cheaper if I just used GoodRx instead of my insurance company. And then what's, what's cool about GoodRx is it'll show you a map of like your area and it'll show you all the pharmacies and grocery stores around you. So if I drove three miles away, I could get it for 20 bucks. The same prescription, I, I ended up driving there. I saved $200 by just using GoodRx. And so that's one transaction of one employee across the whole year. And so you can just think about it as a business owner with maybe 50 employees, how many of them are out there spending and doing it. And you just start thinking about, like, where is all that money going? Because it's not going to the pharmacy company. It's the insurance company that's taking all this money in. So if you're able to kind of cherry pick and try and find the ways to – you know, make sure that your employees are getting the care they need, you know, they, that I got that prescription I needed, but at a cheaper price. I mean, it'd be so much better for that company just to pay the cash price, even if it was all 20 bucks, instead of going and paying and then health insurance premium or paying the co-pays or paying different things. And so it's just, it's just a different way to look at it, um, a different way to think about it. But we just got to kind of knock it through our heads that a lot of times the cash prices are cheaper than, than insurance companies. So, actually, I have heard of GoodRx now that you started talking about it. I used it recently. Uh, my daughter had a very similar situation. She had an ear infection and uh, couldn't get in to see our doctor. And we have great insurance through a national carrier. I won't say who it is, but, you know, it's a big provider. And had to pay out of pocket for to see the doctor. We actually went to a, a nurse practitioner because we couldn't see our doctor. But it was, a, it was a walk-in clinic, so we had to pay out of pocket. Now, I'm a little older, so I remember the days when you paid, you know, 20 bucks because the doctor was a copay and you went home. Well, you yeah. know. Those things have kind of gone away. Now you've got to meet a minimum before they even start paying. So you pay your premiums all year, as you kind of already alluded to. You pay your premiums all year, and you've got to meet a minimum before they start paying anything. And so, like I said, it's $20,000 before you really get to see any kind of real benefit from the from the program. But 
short story long, we went uh, to, to, to our local pharmacy to get these uh, eardrops that she had been prescribed. And like you, they were 200 bucks, and they ended up being like 60 or $70 with good RX. And it was actually the pharmacy that had brought that up to me. And she's like, you know, same thing. You know, we, can get, we can get you a coupon. I'm like, what do you mean a coupon? It's just like, you know, she says, don't worry about it. You can download the app later. I'll go ahead and take care of it for you. And boom, boom, pow, a big difference in savings. So how does that, you know, I guess I, the fear when we talk about insurance from, from, a, from a, a client or, a, a, you know, the end user, the patient, is what if something big happens? You know, uh, you know how, right. how does that strategy work out when you have, like, so, you know, th- those kind of fears, like what if I get a car wreck or I get cancer and it's $200,000 worth of care? What is, what, is, what, is, what is your strategies around that? Which, which is exactly why we should get insurance, right? Those are the big things that we get. Like, we don't, we don't get insurance, like homeowner's insurance that will fix, like, our door jam that's broken or, like, something small, right? We'll just go fix it. But in healthcare, for some reason, we, it's all set up where we use health insurance for everything. You know, the cancer, the big things, but all the way down to, like, the, the eardrops for, for your daughter, we're all trying to go through insurance companies. And so you kind of take it down a level and figure out the components that you really need. So what does that need? I need a doctor. I need a primary care physician or somebody I can talk to. I need pharmacy. And then I, I need some type of network of hospitals or different things. And then I need something to, like, protect me under the big things, right, like the cancers and things that, that you're talking about. And so the advice that I give, and we can go into a lot more detail about this, but just for people to kind of high-level look at it, find it. They're, they're called direct primary care doctors. Just look them up. Look up that. You can find doctors in your area that you can just pay directly. I actually have one here locally. It's three miles away. I pay a monthly fee, like 75 bucks a month. I get unlimited calls, texts. I can go there and visit anytime. And he's, like, on my side. He, all the tests that he does in his office are all free to me. Um, he can direct me where it is. And so he's, like, on my side, right? So I have, I have the doctor nailed down. The pharmacy stuff, you can use GoodRx. The last one that you're talking about, like the high-level care, so there's a place called Sidera. It's a cost-sharing place. So everybody pays in, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, and you're, you're on the hook for the first, I think, it depends on the plan that you pick, but basically like the first 300 or $500, you pay for it, kind of like a deductible. So for that instance, it's 500 bucks, and then it, you submit it, and then everybody just, just shares in it. But because you're paying kind of the cash price first, you already get a big discount, the cash prices are drastically lower than the insurance companies. So I, I saw a, a heart surgery one where, like, locally here in Arizona, it was going to be $120,000, and if they went to another hospital and paid the cash price, it was $20,000. Um, we, we had an employee of ours in Colorado that went, and he was worried about the cost of it. He wanted to do the right thing. He looked it up. He found the cost. Even on the guy's website, this medical procedure, it was $15,000. And then when he went there, he just showed him their insurance card. And then we, like, when we got our bill from the insurance company, it was $45,000. And we're like, what, what is this $45,000? And that was, the, that was mm-hmm. the carrier's rate. It wasn't the cash price. And it's like, well, can we, like, not pay through the insurance company? Can we just pay that $15,000? Um, <laughs> right. But you need, you need some type of plan like that. So, you know, there's, you know, if you're Christian, there's, like, Christian family care. I don't think you even have to be Christian, but there's, like, one of those cost-sharing ones. Sedera is a really good one that people use. It's a cost-sharing one. Mm-hmm. But you need some type of high-level insurance. Like, it's not the 2000 3000 5000 Like, you need it for that $200,000 claim. And when you start getting insurance just for that, it's really not that expensive, those kind of high-level things, because, it, because it's like normal insurance. Like, it doesn't happen that often, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
you know, I, I um, I, I won't share so, but I had a story that I it was very similar. You know, we we talked. Uh, you could, you you're just, I'm turning red just thinking about all the crazy stuff that's happened to me over the years as a as a no, as we can all turn red. This is why I get up. Yeah. <laughs> I get fired yeah, up because I mean, we I just all need angry. the care. Yeah, we all need the right care at a fair price. And the more that I hear about all these stuff, because people are just doing the best that they can, and then you're screwing them over with a hundred thousand dollars because they, you know, they went and they used insurance or used this other price or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like just give us the fair price. Like we'll all pay for it. But why are you screwing everybody over because they're paying? You know, anyways. And so that's why I actually formed Trendbreaker. Mm-hmm. It's more to share stories. And so when somebody's coming up with. An idea, like I bring a network of the whole country together and say, how can we do this? And people just pop in and give ideas, and you can do it this way, or you can talk to this company or do this stuff. And it's so powerful to see what people are doing and how they're saving money. Like once I started figuring out this stuff, I worked for a company that has 500 employees. And when we started doing things differently, we saved a half a million dollars every year since then. So we've saved, mm-hmm. you know, two to three million dollars on just being able to structure in different ways. Employees are still getting great care. They're still going all the different different places that they need to. It's just buying it in a different way is so much cheaper. So how does that work so out? I, so if I'm a, a business owner, if I'm a business owner and I I have say five employees, just to give it you know a, a round number. If I've got five employees, how do I set this up? I mean, obviously I would contact Trendbreakers at your organization. And you would walk me through, but give me kind of the short version of how. What does this look like as a business owner? Do I take do, do I do a payroll deduction, or do, am I am I paying it out of pocket? How does that look, or do they pay it out of pocket? How does that work out? So you can set up however you want. I mean, you can set up like a Sedera plan where you just pay the premiums for them, or you could like a like a direct primary care doctor. You could just pay. You know, I'll give every employee seventy five dollars so they can go get their primary care doctor, and then they're paid for. Um, Sedera is a good one. Like you kind of you have to piece them kind of together. And so unfortunately you're not going to get this whole package together. So you almost need like a good RX with a direct primary care and a, and a Sedera. So those three components should piece them together and you give them to your employees and it, and it acts and feels like a normal big healthcare plan. It's just the components of it. Um, you can find brokers in your local area, but unfortunately a lot of them make money off of these big expensive plans because they all get paid commissions off of those big plans. And so a lot of times they won't, present them to you, right? Because they're not getting paid off of them. They're not, it's not financially beneficial to them. And so if you're, the smaller you get, the more you almost have to do a little bit of this groundwork yourself. Okay, so you're kind of, you're kind of building your own plan, basically, but you're using, obviously, yeah. several different providers to kind of get you, get you totally covered under the umbrella. Yeah, and, um, and, and the key, what, what a, I really say the key is the, the, the primary care doc, because if you can nail down your doctor and you can trust that doctor and they're not financially incentivized to like send you the hospital or different things. You can save so much money. There's a guy here in Phoenix I was talking to and a, a, the kid, the kid broke his arm, came in there and he's looking at it. And you know, it was like on that verge of having to send him to the hospital. So he calls the hospital and he's like, look, can I just set it here? And I'm like, yeah, you can try it. He says, well, I don't want him to have to have, incur more costs later. He says, look, if it doesn't set, then he'll just come in later and then we'll set it. It's not going to cost him anything more. And he's like, look, I did plenty of these when residents. So he ends up setting it works out just fine, and the family ends up saving $15,000 or whatever it would have been, like sending them to the hospital. And so you, you need yeah. those guys that are kind of – I mean, it's like if you have a doctor – I mean, a lot of us have doctors in the family, right, that uncle or that cousin or that sister or that neighbor that will call up and say, dude, like, tell me, like, do I need to go in or can you help me? Those are what those direct primary care doctors are like. And if they're not being paid, like, every, every visit, like a fee-for-service thing or, like, a, a meal where you just, like, pay them a, a retainer fee – and then, like, like I said, my doctor, I can text them, I can call them, I can email them, I can do anything, I, because I'm already paid them, right? 
and he's just on my side to help yeah. me with my care. And, and so it's, it's a really good model. It's growing rapidly. I'm sure there's ones in your area, different places. Just look them up. They just have a different feel to them when you go visit them. Primary care physician or direct so care. Direct, direct care physician. Direct primary care. So direct being you are paying them. And so if we think of the purest form of capitalism, it's you with money paying somebody for services, right? Anybody else involved in that is going to mess it up. And so if you think about healthcare in general right now, I go to the doctor. I really don't pay them directly, right? My normal, like if you think of just a normal doctor, I, my employer pays a broker, pays an insurance carrier who pays the carrier. There's like all these other people involved in that thing that are, create all these different incentives. But if you can just go back to that thing and like, look, doctor, I'm going to give you 75 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month. You're going to provide me care and whatever, you know, we'll work out that price point. It's a, it goes back to that pure capitalism, and it, it works. You know, they'll give you good service because they want to keep you as a client, and if they don't, you go find another one. Like, you never locked in any long-term contracts. Or... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess that's something to bring up. Do, do, these, uh, do these type of programs require contracts, or do you just monthly, no. and if you decide you my, don't want it, you can get out? Mine is month by month. Like when, yeah, when I signed up for them, he's like, look, I want to I wanna serve you. I want to help you. Look, it's a monthly thing. You can quit anytime you want. So I'm like, dude, I'm in, you know. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was younger, uh, I had a doctor who was an older doctor and he was, a, he was, a, he did everything. He, 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 he birthed you. And I remember I broke my arm when I was, when I was younger and he set yeah. my arm in his office. Um, I remember I cut my finger off. Literally, he sewed my finger back on in his office. Um, now when I had some older, he, 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 um, delivered, I say birth, but he delivered all my cousins except for a couple of the younger ones. Um, he didn't, he, he didn't do that anymore. So he stopped doing deliveries, but he literally like, he, he, he delivered my mother. He delivered me, my brother, several of my cousins. And he was your, he was your, when they said general doctor, he was it, man. He, he did it all. And, um, I remember as we got older, obviously now everybody's a specialist and that's, that's changed so much, uh, over the years. And, uh, that it was kind of similar, but we didn't have obviously the monthly fee. You just went in and paid him. And it was, I mean, it was reasonable. As a kid, if you you know if you cut your finger off, you went in and you paid them twenty bucks and you sewed your finger back on. It was crazy. Right. Um, you you'll be unheard. What's of crazy now? now uh, what's crazy now is the, the big hospital systems. They they see the primary care doctors as the gatekeepers, like they're the funnels, and so so they'll go buy up all these practices because they know if if somebody goes to that doctor and they need surgery, they need something, they want them to refer them within their own hospital system, right? And so they want to keep them in there. And so it's almost like milk in the grocery store. Like they don't pay those doctors. They don't worry about making money off those doctors. They just want them to funnel them into their hospital so they can make money off of them. And you don't want that, right? You want a doctor that's not tied to a system that they can only refer within one hospital system or the one specialty because of their big corporation. You want that guy on your side, right, that's sitting next to you and saying, look, no, that's as fired up as you about, you know, how crazy this healthcare system is and, you know, finding you ways to be able to find the best. Because, I mean, healthcare, there's the health, like the clinical part of it, but there's no use fixing somebody's finger and then bankrupting them. I mean, that's not whole health, right? I mean, that's going to ruin you just as much mm -hmm. as, like, the finger there. And so the cost has yeah. to come with the quality and the clinical side of it. And I think a lot of times we forget about that last piece of it. Very true. Let me, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. So what about mm -hmm. lab work on these particular plans? Like, if i got to give blood, and I know that's, that's obviously, I, I, you know, I go to my doctor and I get a little blood work and all of a sudden I get a bill a couple months later and it's, it's uh, $300, $400 just from them to tell me that I'm, I'm healthy. Um, does, so my, does these my programs doctor, build I, in some of that? Yeah, my doctor did it all for free. It was all included in the price. So I went there, you know, I just signed up from a few months ago. 
They did lab work just to check everything. He, he looked at me and he says, you know, it's all included. And he says, do you want to check your testosterone? I'm like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'm 41, maybe I should. He's like, well, it's nine bucks if you want to check it. It's up to you if you want to. And so then I, I could make a decision if I wanted to pay for it or not pay for it. But he had all these lists of things okay. that and, – and, and some of those, those costs, it wasn't, he wasn't making money out of them. Like that, the extra fee would be like if the cost that he would have to incur for the extra lab, and then he would just tell me if I wanted to do it or not. But that actual cost, the 9 bucks, is very different than if I went to a hospital and got a testosterone test and you know, run me 100 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, no, no, I know exactly what you're talking about because I, I do – Couple times, not a couple times a year, but once every year, every other year, I go, you know, give blood work. I do they test testosterone. They do all the stuff because I'm right. over forty as well, and it's you know it's one hundred eighty dollars just to tell me, hey, you're fine, you know, <laughs> you're you're good, and I pay it because obviously, what if they tell me I'm not fine? So I need to spend yeah. one hundred eighty bucks, but it's very expensive. No, but that's no. awesome that you you know that up front. No, no, again, that that doctor, I my agreement is it's like seventy five bucks a month, and people may look at it and say seventy five bucks a month. Do I really want to pay seventy five bucks a month? But again, if the guy saves me. I mean, that's, you know, five, six hundred bucks a year, right? And so, but if he saves me $1,000 on one procedure or one thing, like he's going to make it up so quickly, you know, if he keeps me out of the hospital or does things. And so there will be months that I'm not going to use them, that I'm just going to pay for it, but I have them. I can call them anytime I need it. I can do the tests. I can do stuff. And if we think about it, that's why we all have insurance right now, right? We're paying thousands and thousands of dollars every month to tap into a system if we need it. You know, unfortunately, most of those systems, is you, even when you have insurance, you still have to pay that doctor when you show up there, right? You have to pay your deductible or your copay mm-hmm. or whatever, where, where this model is different. Like, it's, you, it's already paid for. Like, I can just go use it. And just the ability to, like, call and email and text is so nice, right? Because you don't have to set up the appointment. You don't have to go wait in line. You know, I mean, like, I just need to text the guy and ask him if I should come in or should I worry about this. I mean, with all this. COVID-19 going around, just the ability to, like, text them and say, do I need to go in or not? Like, I have this going on. Like, I'm a little scared because all the stuff in the media, but what do you think? You know, and to have that is just really nice. So, so again, I, this, I, don't, uh... I don't work for a doctor. I don't work for all those ones. Only, the reason I recommend them is because of the cost, the ability to lower the overall cost for a company. That is one of the key components is finding that direct primary care because it, it can drive so much of those downstream costs that they can keep you out of the, the high-cost hospitals and different things. So highly recommend employers look into that. Okay. That's a great tip. Um, so what about if, if I want to give family coverage to, to an employee, if they've got two or three, you know, employees, or is this really geared maybe towards the individual that wants to go out and get this type of coverage. What are your recommendations around that? Is there some cost savings? Do you have some programs for that? Yeah, it's the same model. Again, you'd set up the primary care doctor with a good RX with a Sedera Health. It's just a little bit more expensive, right? So my for price point, I think my doctor is seventy five dollars for the for the you know one person. I think it's one hundred and thirty dollars if it's a couple, and it's one hundred and fifty dollars for the whole family. And so that's just the price per month, and then you just you know, sign up for whatever you want. Okay. GoodRx is free. There's no cost to GoodRx, and so you can use that at any time. It's free. And then yeah. Sedera Health, as an and again, Sedera is just an example of these cost-sharing plans. There's just a different price point based off of how many people you have in that, that family. Now, companies can decide. You know, they can just pay for their employees, and then the, the, employee, the employees can decide to add their dependents or, or not. But I think a lot of times employers need to think about this because, Insurance is so expensive 
four individuals, and it's so hard to find that most people, when they're looking for a job, that's one of their first questions, like, do you have benefits or not? And if you have benefits, I'm, I'm more likely to stay than other ones. And so if you're able to add this, and even if you're not even paying them most of it, but you, you have those components built out of, like, look, employee, here's these direct care doctors I have set up. Here's Sedera Health. I pay, you know, up to $100 for you for this stuff, and you can pay the rest if you want it. It feels like a plan, right? You have options for those employees for them to use, and you've kind of done some of that legwork for them. Okay. Um, I was going to throw you another curveball. I can't remember what it was. Um, huh. <laughs> but you're, everything you're, sa- you're telling me, I mean, I can tell you, like I said, I've been, being self-employed for a couple of decades, I've been, through, I've been through all the changes in the healthcare system, it seems like. I remember way back when it was way less expensive, uh, and it wasn't great coverage at that time. What I thought wasn't great coverage, it wasn't like a Blue Cross or Blue Shield. And um, now I have a, I'm with a larger company, and, and we actually have insurance personally through, through my wife's work. And uh, it's, it's, it's way more expensive. It's like three or four times as much, and, the, and the, the, the quality of care is not anything close to that. So um, I, I know my, I'm, now my, my light bulb went off. I remember what I was going to try to throw you a curveball. So let's say I live in a smaller community that doesn't have the uh, – it's not really a curveball, but it's a, it's a, I think it's a good question – that doesn't have a, a, uh, you know, the primary care physician or the direct, care, direct pay physician do I, and I'm seeing a trend towards more like right now with this this COVID-19, the coronavirus. We're in the middle of all that right now at the time of this recording, and I'm seeing like the nurse practitioner I told you about earlier. She's doing uh, counseling through uh, Zoom and through uh, you know other virtual right. uh, platforms. Yep. Do, do you do, can can we do we see that where you're at? Like say if I live in a small community that maybe doesn't have one of those, and it's, it's probably very rare. But if I'm the one off that doesn't live in an area that has one of those providers, are there other options for those particular individuals? Yeah, I would say the um, what was the the web not WebMD oh, forgetting the name. But yeah, I mean you can look them up like the telemedicine ones. I use I'm in Phoenix and there's doctors all around me. But if it's three o'clock in the morning before I signed up for this one doctor I found three or four months ago, we would just call those ones in and you know on your phone you could just you could just find them you could talk through them and. A lot of times we don't have to be in with the doctor, right? Because you're just telling them the symptoms. They're looking at you. You can show that phone and put the picture of it, you know, your mouth or your head or whatever you, you have there. Um, but there are some times that you need that, that doctor there with you. So the, the two options, I would look up, you know, telemedicine ways that you can do it if you're in a rural, rural community so you don't have to drive super far or you're able to do it. I do think that most doctors are having to transition to that right now because all this stuff that's going on. And I don't think that all of them are going to transition all the way back. I think this will be a, a seismic shift in this, this industry that I think will do a lot more stuff virtually than we've ever had in the past. Um, but the, the second thing is, is you can always, like, just because you have insurance, like when you go show up at a doctor, most of the time they're going to say, you know, show me your insurance card. Do you have insurance? You don't have to give it to them. You can just say, I want to pay with cash and just see what their price is first, and then you can pull out your insurance card later. So that's just kind of a little trick you can do there too. Or you can talk to them and say, like, I just want to pay cash or, like, what, what is the cash price? And depending on the doctor, mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll just work it out with you. Now, some won't. I mean, some will be like, no, it's $400 a visit, even though that all their other visits. I, I had an ENT, ENT doctor that I was a CFO for a while. His cash price was $400, but he, he got his insurance was all around, like, 90 bucks for all of them, like Blue Cross, United was all around 90 and that was, you know, 99% of his business was through insurance. I'm like, why do you set your cash price at 
And he said, well, I do it because I want insurance companies to think that they're getting a, a discount. It was just some fake hmm. number. Like, it had nothing to do with it. But yet, <laughs> the one Joe Schmo that shows up there and says, I want to pay cash, and if he says it's $400, gets screwed, right? If, yeah. if all it's that some, guy did was just say, look, look, I just want to pay, you know, what the other insurance all companies pay. I'll just pay up front right now. He would just get the 90 bucks. The ENT doctor would get paid the same amount of money. Like, I'm not trying to hose the doctor. Like, let me just pay what everybody else is paying. And you can work those out. I mean, that's a lot of times why you can get discounts. If you you get a bill and you call them up and say, can I get a discount on it? A lot of times you can get 10 20% discount off of those bills because they're just these phantom numbers that are thrown out there. Just made up in the, in the ether, huh? We've covered yeah, so, a, a so, ton of ground, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, I just say, just, just remember that cash prices a lot of times are cheaper. So wherever you're in rural or in New York City, just have a conversation with, with them about, like, what if I just pay it directly? Is it is it cheaper? And then you can work it out and decide if it's better to use insurance or not. Awesome. Uh, we, we, like I said, we, we covered a lot of ground. We're running out of time. Before we go, is there anything else that you might want to bring up or another tip that we haven't haven't covered just yet? Um. The, the other tip, and this is what I've learned and how I've learned from it, is make sure you reach out to your network. And so if you're in wherever you are, if you're in Nebraska, reach out to the other employers and see what they're doing. I've learned so much more from other employers versus having that sales rep or that broker or somebody come in and, and talk to me about it because they always have vested interest to sell you something, right? But I find the best information comes from my peers. And so just call them up. Just ask them, like, what are you guys doing? How are you getting, you know, paying for these things? You know, and call, you know, ask if you have a doctor friend or somebody works at a hospital or something, ask them how they pay for their own care. Like what systems are they using or different things. And you'll learn a lot um, that way. So. That's a good, a good, a good piece of advice. For our listeners that uh, want to reach out to you or find a little bit more about the kind of work that you do, where's a good place to find you? So you can find me at trendbreakers.com is my, my website for this group that I, that I run. I also have a social, social media groups. I have one on Facebook. And on LinkedIn, just look under Trend Breakers. You can find me also on LinkedIn under Steve Watson, CPA, and I'm always there kind of talking about different things and love to have a conversation with anybody. Well, we're so glad to have you. Thank you for your time today, Steve. You're welcome. Thanks. Hey, and to all our listeners out there, I hope you learned at least one thing today that will help take you to the next level. Hey, thanks for listening today. For more episodes, make sure to click the subscribe button below and check out our blog for other impactful information that might be of interest to you at vizanacconsulting.com forward slash blog. That's Vizanac, V as in victory, E-Z-I-N-A, consulting.com slash blog. If you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, you can email us at podcast at vizanacconsulting.com. That's podcast at vizanacconsulting.com. I'm your host, Ben Vizanac, and I'll see you next time on the Next Level Leadership and Small Business Owner Show.